Good afternoon, Garrick. How you doing, my Hello. friend? Yeah, pretty good. Pretty good, you know. Uh, lots of people Yeah, it is. Uh, it is October. It, it is feels, October. It, it feels weird every time I think about October. Uh, it's usually a good month for us. This year, I, re- I bumped into someone yesterday in the hallway. Uh, our neighbors who they have a little bit of a summer place. So we don't see them during the summer and mm-hmm, uh, they're mm-hmm. across the hall neighbors. And I bumped into him in the hallway. So we were talking and, and uh, he asked, you know, how y'all been doing since all the COVID stuff, and, you know, Hey, life is just moving on or whatever. And I realized one, um, I haven't been into our office here in town since March. Uh, other people have been in our office. I just have kind of gotten used to working from home and my job has allowed me that. So, uh, but can you believe that all this has been going on since March? I mean, yeah. it's, it's a long time, man. Yeah. It's yeah. crazy talk. Yeah, it is. I think everyone thought, uh, in the very beginning, right. In the very first weeks of this thing, like, okay, well, a couple of weeks, yeah. a month, well, then we'll kind of move back. You know, there pl- you know, airlines are still like, well, don't cancel your April flights yet. You know? <laughs> <That's> um, <right. laughs> like we, you know, you're still, <laughs> I had to like. I didn't you know, see cancel, that one coming. <laughs> I had to cancel, uh, you know, some stuff in June in Madrid because we were going to have a summer project there. So I had a hotel booked for a couple nights to go meet the team and do a few things. I was going to see De Adams up in Madrid, uh, and um, and I had to. But like it was like, I, you know, you're playing. It's like kind of like um, chick, no chicken, yeah, chicken. You're playing yeah, chicken. Yeah, with yeah. Them, but like I'm not going to because I know if I if I cancel, yep, you're going right. to charge me. <laughs> That's so right. <laughs> I'm waiting for you, and I and I know I know that Madrid Madrid is closed. Like I can't even go there. The hotels aren't even allowed to be open, and you're gonna. Well, maybe next week they'll let us open. So you know, uh, here's a, here's a crazy thought. In another eight weeks or so, probably less than eight weeks technically, six weeks, we could start having our first babies who were born during the COVID oh, crisis. That's true, that's true. Right. So it's been going on. It's been going on that long. That's that, yeah. that to me is just uh, uh, mind blowing. So, yeah. and here we are uh, in the, in the middle of it. Yeah. So it, it feels my, all that to say just feels like I'm, I'm having a very surreal. Is it really October? Have I missed something? Cause I, I'm still sitting on my balcony uh, yeah. where I was in March. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're still talking about the COVID, yeah. oh, but, yeah. but Hey, Hey, since during COVID, both of us, you and myself, not together, we have walked the Camino de Santiago, at least a hundred odd kilometers of it. So yes. things aren't so bad. There's silver linings to to things yeah you know i was i was fully expecting so my my family and i actually uh you walked it with your your daughter and a, and a friend and his daughter mm-hmm. uh we we walked it the four of us uh as a family uh we just got back on sunday and we're, we're recording on friday and uh, i was expecting because i mean if you read cnn um basically all over spain people are spontaneously combusting <laughs> so i was i was very surprised that no one spontaneously combusted uh yeah. along the camino route uh we met people from uh let's see argentina chile romania oh, wow. uh uk um spain of course germany uh italy and uh of course us we were the only so we actually Take that back. Korea, actually, there are quite a few Koreans uh, wow. there as well, but they can come to the EU, so so that okay. didn't seem so surprising to yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. Um, a couple of Americans who happen to be in Europe, like us, uh, but uh, we didn't meet any Swedes until the last day when we we're sitting in the plaza there in front of the church, the cathedral in Santiago, and this German guy comes up to us and he's like, where are you from? And we're like, well, you know, that's always the odd question for us. Yeah, I, don't, yeah. I don't know about y'all, but it's like... <laughs> yeah. People are like, where are you from? We're like, I'm American, but re- I, I live I haven't in Sweden. been there in a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, anyway, Swedes, he goes, and so he pointed over at his group and he was like, Patrick, come here, come here. And this Patrick dude had walked from uh, from Saint-Jean-Pierre-de-Port. Oh, wow, yeah. All the way and had arrived in Santiago on that day and hadn't spoke Swedish the entire time. Oh, my goodness. And he was just desperate to speak Swedish. Speak so we Swedish, hung out yeah. with him. Yeah, so we got his number. So we're going to have him and his Korean uh, buddies who we met on the Camino, uh-huh, uh-huh, who uh-huh. one of them walked it in uh, a pair of Converse. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, yes. And the other one walked <laughs> it in some kind of weird shoe. Uh-huh. Anyway, the Converse dude 
the converse held out until the very last day. He uh-huh. walked in, he walked into Santiago with the flap opening on yeah. the very end of it. And Those are not going to last. But he walked the entire <laughs> 800 kilometers in a pair of chucks. It's crazy, man. Yeah. 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 Uh, oh, to be young again. Anyway. Okay. Yeah. Well, and so just, but I, I'll make a comment there. That is uh, one of the beautiful things of the Camino is that you sometimes will meet people who you have no connection with really in life yeah. and then see them make a connection and then, and then actually get to, I, I, that happened to me uh, working at the La Fuente. There have been people who we've met in the house who later on we have met up again with later in life, uh, connected again. I, one guy who was from South Africa and I, I had to go to the, uh, not to, uh, Cape Town. He lived in Cape Town and he came and picked me up at the hotel, no took me around, took me around, showed me around Cape Town and, had a great, great time, great day together. So, you know, you just, those things happen. That's something that happens all, oh, know, the, the Camino fairly is, often on the Camino. We noticed a shirt. Uh, so we all bought our, you know, I walked the Camino and got this lousy t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> no, but do we, we actually were very proud to, to buy Camino t-shirts this time uh-huh. uh, upon our, upon our end. And my wife yeah, had found one that there, there's one that they're selling now that says, uh, you know, Camino de Santiago, never walk alone. Yeah, And I was like, man, there's all so much truth to that. Cause well, I think we'll, maybe we'll get into it. Just some of the takeaways from the family, but for my son, um, just I'll say this real quick and then I'll expound upon it later. Um, for him, it was all about the relationships that he is a, such yeah. a relational kid. Yeah. And, um, and so the people he would meet along the way, I mean, every day he couldn't wait to maybe see some of the same people or whatever. Actually, oh, I cool. just received last night. I just received, there was a, three siblings, three Spanish siblings from uh, Extremadura. Uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Bajados? Yeah, Badajoz. Badajoz. Yeah. Uh, who, um, who were walking it. And um, they didn't speak a lick of English. And my Spanish is even worse than a lick of English. Uh, and, uh, but we were communicating and uh, they kept seeing us every day. And uh, they were so, so fun. Anyway, he texted me. Uh, this week and was like, Hey, I guess he used Google translate, but he's like, how are you uh, doing? You know, and send us pictures. And so we've been communicating uh, back and forth using Google translate stuff. Yeah. So really, really fun stuff. But we can, I think that that is one of the beautiful things about uh, actually this Patrick dude. So this goes into it. Um, actually to back up for anyone who, who has not followed all of our podcasts and us going on and on about the community of Santiago mm-hmm. uh can you sum up very briefly what the Camino de Santiago is, where it is, and how it relates to all the things that we're talking about? Yeah, it's, uh, okay, briefly, it's a thousand-year-old pilgrimage. Uh, it's one of the most important in the Christian Catholic uh, side of the, the giant faith uh, that, uh, following Jesus. Um, and it's, uh, Francis of Assisi walked it. Lots of people have walked it. And in our modern times it has become a kind of a, a, a huge thoroughfare of tourists spiritual seekers uh all kinds of people uh you know millions of people are walking it uh not every year but you know cumulatively uh probably five or ten years there's at least a million people go through it it's averaging um, about three hundred thousand a year now yeah so yeah, that's so, that's the reported one so there's yeah, all so sorts of people who yeah, don't report it so, so maybe two or three years you got a million um, and it's, it's, uh, just, so people who would say, well, pilgrimage, that's just sounds weird, but it's, it's basically this, this ability to, to enter into a, a hike that is, it has, that is imbued with meaning, both spiritual and existential. And I don't, you know, I probably didn't describe it that well, but. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm trying to, I keep running into people who are like, so what is the Camino? And I try to explain it and I go on for a long time. So I'm looking for a short, concise way yeah. to explain it. So the you, best way that I can think of it is it is a, it is a network of pilgrim trails that lead from everyone's yeah. doorstep where they convene to eventually um, Santiago de Compostela in Northwest Spain. And it is there that, you know, legend has it, the, the, the bones oh, of St. James are interned. Uh, probably not. Most people accept that that's not James. But yeah. uh, anyway, it's become a pilgrimage. Uh, it's one of the Catholic Church's holy cities. Uh, whether you're Catholic or not, that doesn't really 
I don't think factor into it too much. It is the, no. it is the idea of pilgrimage. And then along the way there are, uh, so along that route. So it, in, in, in Santiago, there is, uh, as you're walking into the cathedral along, on the ground, uh, loosely, or if I'm remembering correctly, it says um, Europe was made along or through or by. It, well, the, the Spanish translation would be officially Europe was made through pilgrimage or by pilgriming. Right. But uh, so, so that's not a really, in, in, in Spanish, it's wow, that, that yeah, it's really it's very strong. Uh, but in English, it's the, basically the, the community of Santiago made Europe. Yeah. I think yeah. is what it, you would, you would be yeah. the best kind of. Yeah. So, so one of the cool things about that though, is over the thousand years that it has, it has existed, it really has helped to form Europe and I would say be more one of the unifying aspects of Europe because you had Europeans from all sorts of countries yeah. journeying through northern Spain and because of the pilgrim community that was there people actually kindness and you know that trust was built and commerce and everything else because of this pilgrimage now pilgrimage being one of the main factors of or main I, I think one of the main analogies or pictures that is used for us as Christians in the Bible. So going from, Ab you know, in the earliest days, Abraham, but the, the Jews and their journey, but as well as us as Christians being pilgrims, uh, Peter uses that in first Peter. So the idea of pilgrimage being very important to our spiritual journey. And, um, one of the cool things about the pilgrimage along Santiago is there are all these stations of crosses. So mm -hmm. people carrying burdens with them will put those burdens down uh, at those crosses. There's a few that are the most kind of well-known or general places where, where people put them down. Uh, and so my wife and I actually had a, had a rock that uh, we named each day. Each one of us had one of things that we wanted to lay down before the Lord along our journey. And, uh, and so that's what a lot of people do. They'll have, and they walk it for different reasons. Some of them are spiritual, some of them aren't. Uh, but the Camino is just an incredible network of people going towards the same thing and the openness and friendship that is there of complete mm -hmm. strangers, uh, both, both cafe workers, but also, but also those who are walking. It's just, it, it really is a unique thing. It's unique, uh, I don't want to say that it's, it's, completely 100% unique in the sense of, I know that there's other pilgrimages. I know that there's other faiths and, you know, I would imagine that those pilgrimages are you very, very interesting and important too. But this is a, this is, I think one, one of the, it's yeah. a very, very cool one. So with that yeah. said, there's our short explanation. 10 it's, minutes it's, in. it's hard. I think it's one of those things you almost have to just take by faith and do it to really understand it. Yeah. I, I think that the, or you could read a book, but I, I don't know if the reading a book about it would really give you the same. I think the same, the one thing that I, that I've seen that I felt really explained the community really well. Well, two things now I would say that if, you know, if you have the time is one, the way with Martin Sheen, yeah. which was a very good treatment of, of what happens on the Camino in yeah. a lot of ways. And then I'll push you or yeah. that, 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 that movie, those which is, movies, yeah. which is both of those show the power of the community to change their life, change habits and, and, um, and both of those are very spiritual movies as well. They're moving, they're, you know, they're maybe not always as, as, it's not explicit, but it's, it's talking about how Jesus in, in some way is, is, is changing our lives through the community. So that's, I think for, for if you're a believer, very, very clear. Uh, um, it's very, a very clear outcome of what, what can happen. Yeah. 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 So I think one of the, so one of the things that, um, yeah, that you, we, we've talked about is that, the relationships that are, I mean, the people who go from St. Jean-Pierre-de-Port, which is just over the border in the French, in, in France, journey across the Pyrenees along the Camino Frances, and then journey eight, those 800 kilometers. Uh, they end up creating relationships and getting to know people. Some kind of come in and come out or whatever else. This guy, Patrick, mm -hmm. this Swede, um, he, a few days in, I don't remember where it was, um, he he just i don't remember if it was his knee or his foot or something really started hurting so he decided to have an extra rest day and it was on that extra rest day that he was kind of like this stinks I, <laughs> I had i had made this group amazing friends that i was walking with 
And so he ended up walking close to 50 kilometers in a day to catch up with these. Oh, with wow. Whoa, that's rough. And, uh, but then he finished <laughs> it with them. And there was, yeah. there was a group of about 20 of them that, uh, wow. you know, they were all celebrating. They had all come in at the same time. Really, really cool stuff. Uh, but that's just an example of kind of what you see. Um, but I tell you what, so you've walked it. Um, you've walked it. Uh, you walked it the first time with your daughter. Yeah, you walked it four time. times or three times? So just three times. Okay. But, and, and when then, I said walk, I haven't done it from France, but from right, right. the last bit, the last 120, right. 130 kilometers. Yeah. And uh, neither, neither have I. I've only done yeah, the yeah. last 120 or so, uh, or 130 as well. Um, but then you did it with, of course, you and I did it together last year. Mm-hmm. And then uh, you did it this summer with your daughter. Uh, and then I did it again with my family. Uh, very different Caminos in many respects. Yeah. A um, lot to be reflected on. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm interested to hear some of your thoughts on the big differences between walking it with, w- walking it at, at those various stages, walking with family, um, kind of some, some of those things, takeaways. Yeah, I think, um, I mean, as, you're, as we're talking about that, we're thinking about metaphors. I think one, one thing, you know, I walked with my daughter when she was nine was the first time. Uh, and then this last time she's 16 or almost 16. Um, and Seven so your difference for those who yeah, have trouble with math, <laughs> bad math. Yeah. <laughs> I would have had trouble. Thank you. Um, but, uh, I, I, I think one is, you know, it, it maybe if I can take away one is the neat, the protector role of a father or care role. And then how that maybe even ties into God with us on the Camino on the way of, you know, of life. I thought that, that, I think that was something, uh, was a takeaway, mm-hmm. something to learn mm-hmm. about. Um, but then also the, the, how children maybe disciple us as well, mm. uh, and, and help us have to reevaluate our own values and comforts and, uh, and perceptions of things. I think, and I think that's a huge thing about family. I mean, family already, right. When you have kids and a wife, you know, your perceptions are th- these things will, fulfill me and they do fulfill it but not in the way you originally were thinking right because you're, you you have to give up a lot uh yeah. to do those things uh the payoff is incredible um but you and so i think doing the camino with uh with 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 a bunch of guys who are kind of your your same age and it's fun to be around with and uh then to go to where now i i have to um take care of people make sure this is all right. I'm in charge of the money pay, you know, just all those, some of those are very superficial things I, I realize, but it's a different, it's a different mentality. Well, you know, Garrick, I actually think that, so I'm, I, I, I would echo every single thing that you've said. And so one of the things that I have appreciated about uh, the Camino experience for me, so I got to do it exactly one year. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That was from, from the time that I did it. So I entered Santiago, did a little bit shorter distance with the family. Um, so, but, um, ended up entering Santiago. So started on the same day and ended on the same day. Um, and I was not on purpose. It just so happened and, um, realized that as I walked into Santiago, I was doing it exactly one year and 2020 has been, uh, I think for, for most people, um, a dumpster fire inside of a, <laughs> inside a tragedy. Um, the best year. Yeah. <laughs> And, and look, it, I, no doubt about it, 2020 has been not expected. And I don't want to say that it's been, you know, the ideal year. But for me personally, it's been one of the best years of my life. Um, and a lot of it started pre-Camino, but the Camino has played a huge role in it. And reflecting on those, to have the two bookends uh, exactly one year apart, uh, the Camino with you guys and the Camino with my family yeah, uh, was huge. One, it showed me I changed a lot uh, during the course of the year, um, how I approached things, but also I began to see um, things that I had always heard and I knew came into focus. So a couple of things, you know, you talk about the differences. So um, the Camino with, you know, seven, you know, six, seven guys total, six other guys who love Jesus, who are there to process the whole time. You know, you're, you're walking with someone processing life for eight hours a day, or you're, you know, a few hours of it, you know, you might be walking alone processing life, but you're, and 
Man, I spent the preparation in order to go on the first Camino was literally, I called Mike yeah. and I was like, Mike, can I borrow a sleeping bag and a backpack? I'll yeah, bring yeah. everything else. And I, yeah. I packed an hour before I left. I wasn't thinking about it at all, everything else. Yeah. This one, we started in the summer. And then I spent like the next, the week before we left trying to get everything, yeah. uh, every, everything else, right? So all this stuff, man, it was just incredible the amount of energy that took into getting, you know, uh, my wife and my kids, my, my wife less so, she takes care of herself, but, um, <laughs> but my kids yeah, and the things you have to think of, right? I didn't think about making plans. I didn't think about anything. And this one, you know, I went ahead and I decided, okay, with the kids, I think it's best if we go ahead and book things in advance, even though there'll be enough open and, and everything else, because just take out as many factors as you can. Right. Okay. So I don't remember when it was, what day it was, but my wife and I were talking and we were like, we hadn't had any time to process. Cause basically you walk for, you're walking longer cause my daughter was moving slower. Um, and you get to your, to your, you know, hostel, and, you know, it's wash clothes, it's get everybody set, it's help them get homework done, it's different stuff. And then by the end of it, you know, I didn't have energy to, to process yeah. and think through and journal and talk. I mean, it was just like, okay, let's go to bed, let's get our food, whatever. Yeah. And mealtime was completely different, right? I mean, you're talking, you're just being goofy, whatever else. Yeah. Whereas, you know, on the first one, it was just nothing but process. But I think that that is a, that it was just such a clarifying thing for me about life because mm -hmm. it, it gives me so much more grace for families. Mm -hmm. um, one, that I am one, but two, gosh, it just takes a lot of energy to be a family. Yeah. <laughs> like the, and there's nothing wrong with that. It just is yeah. the way it is, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and so, and I think that a lot of times, to be honest, I can get frustrated with that. I'm ready to get more done or, you know, I have different expectations or whatever else. So it was cool to have that bookend of like, wow, this was a lot simpler. Um, but on the other end, having my family there, while it was more complicated, it was a different kind of rich. Yeah. Uh, first one was very rich, but this one was a different kind of rich. Um, so I got a lot out of watching my kids face the challenge at the Camino. Mm -hmm. I don't know how it was for Evelyn when she was, she was nine in the, in the challenge of the Camino. Um, but to see my seven year old, um, you know, face the challenge of, I mean, she, she would do great for the first 10 kilometers. Yeah. So it's a lot of kilometers. And it's a lot of kilometers. <laughs> and then, we would hit breakfast, you know, we'd try to get six, between six and eight done before breakfast, uh, before a long stop. But man, she wasn't moving fast after that. And, uh, but to watch her face that, she never asked to give up. And that was, that was a really incredible thing. Yeah. Um, and to see their personalities come out too, my yeah. son and his drive and, and different things. Uh, very different experience. Yeah, you were saying, um, also another thing for your son was the, the, the relational and how he really thrived off that. And that was, you know, that'd be, I, I think for, for me too, is what, what I saw was like those, those moments where their, their um, personality comes out also on the, on the Camino where they were able to like my daughter, she's, she's good at languages. And so she was meeting a lot of French people and, and having conversations with them in French, and, no way. you know, just having just, you know, and the, like those things. And, and to see, you know, maybe in, in, in some sense, the ability to minister to people or do something that you think is quite uh, simple or basic. But I think what you see on the Camino always is, is the simple and basic is really very powerful. Yeah. Especially, and so maybe God's using that even in, in the, to encourage somebody to, you know, bring out something in them. I think there's, you know, I'm not too much of a, of a, of a mystic, uh, but something's happening. You know, if, if someone's walking on the, this road and they're, maybe they're going through something, it could, it could be someone coming alongside you. And I think we've all had those experiences where someone comes alongside you in, in your life at one moment and it just says the right thing at the right time, but they didn't even know they, they, yep. they did that. And, but they just, you know, and, and God uses that to kind of move you in a different direction. 
so I wonder, so, so I think that was, I think that's kind of fun too, to see your kids kind of bless other people. Cause yeah. I, I, I know what you, 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 you had probably people who were very uh, animado, that's in Spanish, very encouraged or mm-hmm. excited to see kids walking. I mean, you know, maybe talk a little bit about that as well. Yeah. You, you know, I mean, granted, okay. Numbers wise, it was a pittance of, yeah. of what it normally is. Um, and so, you know, I, it was, it was, I don't think the people who had walked it, especially those who had done it from, from France, uh, had really seen any kids. Uh, yeah. Certainly not any kids. Granted, it's school time, so kids are generally in school. Uh, but also, you know, a lot, those who had seen kids had seen them in the summer when it was hot, and most of them gave up when they, when they reached uh, the Maseta. Mm-hmm. who were in their teens and they were just like, we live in France, we're going home. It's too hot for the yeah. kids. But our kids, um, you know, people were just completely flabbergasted, especially Riley. She's small for her age. She's seven yeah, years yeah. old, but she, she wears like a six year old's clothes. And um, people were blown away that she was walking it. Um, but this one group of, uh, it was a mix of a Spaniards, a, a, an Englishman and an Italian. But, we had started to see them and they were real fun and they would all, you know, really kind, but they would always just more or less say hi and keep going. The longest day that we had was 24 kilometers and it was rough on Riley. It was a really hard day. And um, I held her hand for most of that day, which as a father was just tremendous. Um, The part of me was like, I'll drag her if I have to, Uh, (laughs) but, but I didn't have to. Um, and, but she was struggling, especially the last three kilometers. We, there hadn't been a place to, we were expecting to get a place to a cafe to be open and it wasn't open and she really needed a break. And so we, she and I actually took a 30 minute break at one point or about a, maybe a 20 minute break, just sat down and just sat there for a while and then kind of kept going. But this group, when we eventually reached the cafe, one of them came over and she had been given early on she had been given this little hand that had camino written on it and she said someone gave this to me early on as a way of encouraging me to give me a helping hand for that day and we all see that you have had a hard day today and we want you to know that we're behind you well first of all what they did was when we walked up they started cheering for her Mm -hmm. so 10 people just clapping and you know, cheering her on, you can do it. So here my seven-year-old daughter comes in and she's just beaming. She's like, I just did something. And uh, just an incredible thing for, for them to support her. And it was like that we had people, we would start to see the same people. So there was the three siblings who came up to us um, actually at one point uh, Spanish siblings and and, uh, they wanted to take a picture with us. And, uh, and so we kept seeing them and they would just be like, Hey, we just think what y'all are doing is great. And, Anyway, just a bunch of different stuff. So um, hugely encouraging along the way. Yeah. Uh, fun story. We got our Compostela, so our certificate there in uh-huh. Santiago after we walked it. And my wife and I were hanging back and our kids had walked outside. And um, all of a sudden we heard cheering. And I looked at my wife and I go, there's the Spanish group. They just saw Quinn. He walked mm-hmm. out. And sure enough, so they saw him and they were just like, yeah. We're so so it's just a really cool group of people. Yeah. And the Camino yeah. is just really like that. Second story that I think really, so you're not just walking it with people, you're walking a trail that others have walked. Yeah. And I reflected on this a little bit um, about the power of, so it's very popular in the Christian world today to kind of go your own spirituality of like, I don't need a church. Yeah. And, and to distance yourself from the community of faith because for good reasons, the church has hurt you, whatever else. Um, we watched the, the film, I'll Push You. Um, or at least part of it rather, uh, before we left. And my daughter, um, at one point on one of the hard days, you know, you got your head down, you're just kind of looking at the path in front of you going, okay, I can do this. And I have no idea what she was thinking, but she looked up at me and she said, daddy, did they push the wheelchair on this part? And I was like, yep. And it was up a hill. And she realized people have done this and people have done this and it has been hard. That to me seems what, the hall of fame of faith in, in Hebrews is all about. Mm-hmm. It is the, it is the pointing to the ground and saying, people have walked this ground before you can walk it too. keep going. You can finish it. And it's the yeah. stories. And I think if we get away from that spirituality, so that's one of the things. And that's why I like the Camino is it really sets in the realities of spiritual things that we always talk about ideas, but then makes them very practical. And then you're able to apply them to your life. 
yeah, yeah. I think it's this huge physical, tangible metaphor mm-hmm. for for the Christian faith in a lot of ways, um, and uh, it, it's incredible. I, I'd say that's like that's that's really cool, Riley, having that sense of oh, there are people before me, uh, you know, who've, who've done this, and that, that's, yeah. that, that's 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 amazing. It's seven years old. It was really cool. Yeah. The other thing that I, I think I reflected on was, um, you know, there's the phrase, everyone has to walk their Camino. Mm-hmm. And so while you may be doing it as a group, you kind of have to walk at your own pace and just different things. And my son could have easily walked 40 K a day. No problem. Mm-hmm. The kid was just blazing and was not tired and was frustrated sometimes that we were going so slow or that the people we had gotten to know were stopping in a different town or whatever else. Uh, cause he is so, just so incredibly relational. And, uh, my wife and I were kind of just telling each other, we would remind each other as we were, you know, sometimes maybe getting a little frustrated of like, everyone's got to walk their Camino. And that's not just everyone has to walk at the pace they're going to walk, but also they're going to have to learn the lessons that they need to learn. Yeah. Yeah. And so by the end of the trip, actually on the last two days, my son adjusted through some discussion that he and I had and that my wife had with him, but he adjusted to realizing Riley does better if I walk with her. Mm. And he has this magical way of just lifting her spirits. And, um, and so he did, he hung back and he slowed himself down. Mm-hmm. And part of his journey, part of his Camino was realizing I can give a little bit so that I can help someone else. But he, he couldn't get there unless we let him walk at his pace a little bit, you know, like yeah. he had to, he, and, and so there's that sense there of part of the Camino journey is giving other people the grace to be able to figure those things out, if that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Um, and which is as a parent is an incredible, important, incredibly important thing to learn. Um, yeah. yeah. So it's really cool but, to see that as well. Yeah. And I, th- I think that, you know, that's, that's kind of one of the things I've been, I've been taking, I, w- I took away also was, it's not, it's not easy to, to do it. Right. Uh, it's, you know, oh, it's what's, what's that line, you know, Tom Hanks, there's no crying in baseball. But, but there's, <laughs> there's crying on the Camino, you know, there's, you know, and, and even just thinking about some of my, my low moments on the Camino when you're just frustrated or I want to be alone, uh, you know, or, you know, I'm just hungry. And so I'm mad at everybody, you know, and you, and you see, see those. And so I think, even for walking with my daughter, seeing her have to go through those same things of like getting upset and kind of frustrated, but then, you know, learning through that, uh, you know, what that means and asking for forgiveness and, and growing in that whole, that whole process in community with other people. Uh, but also, as you said, in your own, uh, your own Camino, like what is God really doing in your own heart? Uh, I was, we just finished reading, uh, the horse and his boy by C.S. Lewis. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. and there, which is kind of one of the underrated ones or less known Chronicles of Narnia. But right. there's a whole thing in there about they're talking to Aslan, and you know they're, they're being get, given lessons by Aslan, and uh, you know someone goes, well, "What happened? What about this person?" And they're like, "Well, I, I only tell you your story." Mm. You know, I, that's that's for that's between me and them, and why what I'm I'm doing in their life. So, so that was uh, you know, that, I think that's very much what even now as parents, I think we're seeing like, you have to let your kid to some degree, we're, we're part of their life. And, but you know, there's now this process of them growing to become more independent in their own faith, make their own decisions, which also was kind of cool with a 16 year old because we were able to give our two daughters, uh, Aaron, his daughter and, and uh, me with my daughter, Evelyn, more, a little bit, we, we actually had them make their decisions about where, where are we going today? How far do you want to go? Where do you want to stop? And, you know, and, and having to have them to take some of the responsibility. Uh, whereas before when you're nine, it was like, well, we're, I'll, I'll plan everything out, you know? Right. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And so that was kind of, that was kind of interesting too, to let, to see that now as a, as a teenager, they're moving into that realm of, well, they're, they really are becoming their own, own people and they're with, you know, independence that's coming yeah. soon. And, yeah. Uh, we have less control over them as, as we used to, or we would like to. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think I, it, it really, it really has been a, a fascinating thing to see 
Um, you know, cause I, I, I wonder for my seven-year-old and my nine-year-old, so we would start every day with, I wonder how much spiritual aspect they get to it. But I, I was talking, Victoria and I were talking about this as well. Somehow as parents, I don't, I don't know how to explain it. I, I think a lot of what we're trying to do is trying to create patterns that are recognizable for the future. So, and, and, and there, there's a difference between, oh gosh, there's, I have two analogies that I want to try to explain simultaneously. Okay, so the first, the first analogy, what I mean by patterns to recognize for the future is they're not going to catch every, like we read, uh, we read a pilgrim's prayer or some kind of prayer yeah. every morning and did a scripture that we wanted to think about throughout the day. Granted, I didn't get to think about them much because, I mean, I'll be honest, there was one day, I think it was about 10 kilometers where I was literally singing every silly song I could to get my daughter to take another step. (laughs) And the moment I would stop and I'd be like, okay, we're going to take a break on that. She would just crater and she like, I can't go anymore. And it was like, we got another six kilometers to go, you know, (laughs) like we got (laughs) to, so we got to get there. It it was tough uh, uh, on that day anyway. Um, but anyway, all that to say, um, so the, 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 the patterns that I mean are like, I'm not sure that my kids, we, we read one day the prayer of St. Patrick, which is just, the whole prayer is just phenomenal. Um, and I don't think I was reading it going, are my kids picking up on how awesome of a prayer this is? Yeah, yeah. It's like, no, they're not. Yeah. But they're picking up on the fact that we prayed as a family before we sat out on this thing. Yeah. We recognized that Jesus went with us yeah. and we talked about God's faithfulness to the Israelites in the desert. Like, but they're not recognized. They're not, it's not sitting yet, but I've got to trust that hopefully someday it, it will sit. So that's what I mean. Power patterns are yeah, recognizable. Yeah. 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 Or the other difference would be sometimes I think, so the difference between a largely Christian film or a film that's Christian versus a lot of Hollywood films Christian films will be written in such a way that they think every scene has to have the, the, the dagger that's going to put the, you know, that's going to clinch the deal that yeah. turns someone Christian or whatever else. Yeah. And so that everything's just overdriven. Yeah. Uh, is that, is that an English phrase? Cause I think I, I just translated I like something from Swedish. Overdriven sounds good. <laughs> okay. I, I understand. I don't think it's like actually it. an English phrase. I'm writing but, it down as a future reference. <laughs> It's such, I, I directly translated from Swedish because it's a great Swedish phrase. It is a good phrase. Um, anyway, it's just too much, right? And, yeah. uh, but whereas Hollywood movies, um, a lot of times th- there's a subliminal message or the ethos or, you know, mm-hmm. ethosphere, as I like mm-hmm. to call it, that they're trying to portray the message, but they're, they're not coming out with it in every line. Or yeah. even sometimes there's a, there's a second or third level message that's just one scene, but it's impactful, but they don't ever tell you their opinion on it. But by yeah. the way that it's set up, you walk away going, I think I'm going to vote progressive in the next election. You know, like, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I need to think about that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so anyway, so all that to say, yeah. and, and I think maybe a little bit of what we were trying to achieve on the Camino obviously is to establish, you know, better, you know, just have this incredible experience as a family, uh, connect better as a family, lead our children on a spiritual journey, all these things, but also to help them recognize for the future to make it a part of their life so that they kind of go, I'm on a journey. And, you know, so that they're able to sort those things out uh, for the future. So it of course remains to be seen if they'll do that, but I have a good sense that our kids, uh, that it will do that. I I have a good, you know, my son, uh, on his own came up to us when it was over one, he was crying mm. because it was over. He was not ready for it to be over. And for him, it had a lot to do with the relationships. He just loves people and meeting new people. And I think being a missionary kid, you constantly have people coming in and out of your life. And so it's always yeah. hard for him when people he connects with are now gone. Yeah. Um, but then he, he came up to us actually on the day we got back and he said, daddy, mommy, thank you for taking me on that. It was really, really great. Um, he also was facing going back to school the next day. So that might've had something to do with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, I think, I think it'll sit, you know, like I think it'll yeah. stick uh, and just an incredible opportunity uh, for him to have that. So, and he also got to experience his dad as a different person. Mm-hmm. So there was a moment 
it was kind of a cool moment. I think I shared this with our Camino WhatsApp group, but there's a moment on, I want to say it's between, oh gosh, where would it be between? It's before you get to Palace de Rey. There's a, you, you come out of, um, where do you come out of? Anyway, you ascend the hill between on that walk before you get to Palace de Rey. Yeah. And up on, the, up on the top of that hill, it's, I don't know if you remember it, but there's not many trees, so you can just see forever. Mm-hmm. And it's a really cool view. And I remember the last time, one, when my son and I did it, there were only two other people on that hill at the same time. Yeah. Last year that we did it, there were probably 80 people. I mean, it was yeah. just packed with people. So that was pretty, pretty interesting. But I remember, but, so I, my back actually starts hurting if I shorten my stride. So I remember with you guys, one of the, especially on long uh, uphills, if I go slowly, my back starts hurting more. So I actually book it up the hill and yeah. You know, I, it's just kind of my personality to just charge up it and rest later. Yeah. And, um, but God is, you know, it's been a year of me driving in the slow lane of trying to learn how to move slower, do things slower, not be impatient, um, reduce stress, different things like that. And it's been a purposeful year of that. And uh, so that same hill, my son and I got up a little bit further than my wife and my daughter, but my son was wanting to basically spring up at as fast as I had. And I remember the year before there was a Dutch couple that was probably in their late sixties who was moving faster than me. And I remember thinking, I remember thinking it irritated me that they were going so fast. (laughs) And so I remember thinking I "I am going to pass these people. (laughs) And so I did, I busted it to beat them. And I was like, yeah, I beat them. And I remember along that walk going, but why did I beat them? What did that achieve? Right. And yeah. so over the last year of driving slow and everything else, there was this other older Spanish couple who was moving incredibly slow and there was nothing in me that wanted to overtake them. Mm-hmm. And it was such a cool experience to look at my son and go, Quinn, I know you want to pass them. And I understand that feeling, but there's more to life than just passing the next person. Mm-hmm. Let's stop for a second and enjoy this view. Because I think the first time that I did it, I didn't fully enjoy the view. And this time I enjoyed the view. Uh, so there's a hugely starkly different mm-hmm. bookends for me that was really cool. Um, not sure my son appreciated my perspective, but, yeah, yeah, but. <laughs> but anyway, so just, I think the whole thing was full of those different, mm-hmm. to, for me, huge contrasts mm-hmm. of, of, of the time. Mm-hmm. That's just really interesting. So, so my, my friend uh, who we walked it with, he had done the Camino before, but on bike. Oh, interesting. And so he, so he'd done like 250 kilometers or 300, I can't remember. But what, what was fascinating was to see him, because it was basically like he had done this the first time he did the Camino. Because when you do it on bike, you're just hauling it. You're just, right. you know, you, you've got to, so you don't stop that often. You don't, you don't have the ability to, to take it all in. So he was, it was like, for him, it was uh, a really different experience and really powerful experience to, have that time to go, wow, look at this, these things and, and, and really uh, experience it and, and talk to people. Um, because also when you go on a bike, you're in the, you're in your little bike group and that's all you, you don't ever have right, right. other people. I so said, it's fascinating. Um, and so, you know, maybe, maybe in there, there is a metaphor, what you're talking about of the ability to slow down, to, to, um, and to, to take it all. And while, and while I was, um, I, I think I mentioned this a few people, uh, possibly a few uh, podcasts back, but I was reading this book, Genesee Diary by, by um, Henry Nowen. And in, mm-hmm, in, mm-hmm. in there, they talk, he's talking about how difficult it was. He, you know, he goes into this monastery to slow down because his, his life, I think he's a little bit on the edge of burnout. So when he's a little bit younger, uh, a little bit, you know, and he, he, he says the first couple months of that slowdown is just hard for him because he can't, he can't slow down. He can't right. focus on God, focus on what he needs to focus on about his relationship himself, how he needs to, you know, grow. Um, and, and he, as he talks to the monks, they're like, Oh yeah, that's very common. That's something you, what you're trying to get is this, this sobriety of mind that your mm-hmm. mind, your thinking mm-hmm. is clear. You're, you're, um, you're able to focus, but principally it's a, it's a spiritual practice of, of being able to be more present with God basically yep. and listen better yep. because you've got all this stuff going on. And so I, I think that was really a, a metaphor for me too, because 
you know, I come into come into these things a little bit busy as well. And it's usually not until unfortunately the third or fourth day that you're able to like really, oh, there's these patterns in your yeah. life that yeah. you're able to kind of establish that you see the the dark side of the of being on a bike and going going, yeah, you know, fifty miles an hour and not being able to stop and process and take things in and enjoy, yeah, uh, and enjoy enjoy relationships with God. You know, there was a, the world record for completing the Camino, the Frances is five days. Mm-hmm. A guy would do it 20, 20 hours a day. Yeah. Uh, he was running some of it, biking. So, you know, just, and I don't think he's biking it. He I think just, he's just run, running it. Yeah. But the, 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 it seemed to me that when, if a person does, I mean, it's quite an achievement, so I don't want to take anything away from the person, but, yeah, yeah. but it seems to me that in so doing one misses uh, the beauty of a journey like the Camino. And I think something, the bigger takeaway, one of the big takeaways from the Camino that I have, that I, I want to keep and I, I will work to keep and that I've worked for the past year to, to really instill in me is that quietness. There is something when, when your only goal during that day is putting one foot in front of the other. Yeah. Um, and you get inside your mind. I was talking with this British guy who had just walked um, the entirety of it. And I was kind of asking him, well, why'd you do it? And, you know, he had a job situation that basically he didn't have, have to work for a year. So he just said, well, go to, you know, he was, it turned into the world's longest pub crawl for him. Uh, But uh, but he said, I can really (laughs) see that if you're, I can really see that if you're, you're spiritual, why people are drawn to this. And Mm -hmm. he goes, cause even me, I'm not, I'm not a very religious person, but, he goes, you know, when you're, when you're walking, you really get in, you're able to get inside your own head and yeah. everything calms down to a point where you can start thinking. And I really, I, so I think as Christians, well, I think the whole world needs to slow down. I think COVID yeah. has caught, you know, created space for that. Now, whether or not people have that, they might've just yeah. streamed a lot more Netflix. Yeah. Um, but it's at least created an opportunity for that. But one of the things that I've been thinking about lately and that I'm asking people around me for is, um, are you as Christians, are we different in the pace in which we move? Yeah. And obviously if monks are realizing that this is something that's really important and they've been doing it for centuries, obviously even back in the day when things didn't move at the pace that they move now, people had trouble doing that. So there's something in the human nature that I don't think is a good part of us that says I have to move or I die or, you know, whatever else. Um, But we have to really fight to create space um, and quiet to calm ourselves. Um, Speak, Pete Scazzaro has been described, you know, he's a pastor in New York and wrote a book, uh, Emotionally Healthy Spirituality. Someone once described him as the slowest moving pastor in the fastest moving city in the world. Mm-hmm. And to me, that seems like the most, the, the greatest compliment. Two yeah. years ago, I wouldn't have said that that was a compliment. Yeah. I've been yeah. like, well, who's this, who's this dude? He's not getting stuff done. But Pete Scazzaro has really worked at, at, at creating space and space for people. Um, and that's one thing actually that the Camino does as well is it creates space for people. Um, someone comes up alongside you and starts walking. I'm not in a hurry to go anywhere. Let's yeah. talk. You know, yeah. You, you, yeah. You, you don't, and granted you may come where somewhere and stop or whatever else, but you can have some really incredible conversations. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this is true. So, yeah. So, uh, okay. So, so, so final question, walking yeah. with a family, you recommend it or not? Maybe not, not final question, but the big question. Yeah, uh, no, I listen. I, I think, um, I actually had this conversation with a guy the other, uh, the other day, uh, someone we work with back in the U S but, uh, he was, you know, he had seen our pictures on Facebook and he's like, man, I want to do that with my family. What I would say is, yeah, you should absolutely do it with your family. Um, I think it's an incredible experience. Um, I think, a seven-year-old might be a little bit too early. Um, <laughs> now, I wouldn't hesitate to do it with Riley again, but I think yeah. Riley's, we, we walk a lot as a family. So yeah. it's what we do in our spare time. We're walking in the forest. We live in a great country for walks. Sweden is just incredible. So it wasn't 
that weird. She didn't ask like, why are we going walking? Like she, we're an outdoors family. So she was, for her, it felt normal, even though it was hard. Mm-hmm. I think if you're going to do it, you probably need to help a person. If, if you have more of a sedentary life, you don't walk or ride your bike a lot. You, you need to get them out and, and moving. So you need to do some prep yeah. work. But what I would say is, I think people need to do, parents probably need to do a little bit of work in their own heart before they go. Uh, if, if there are goals to be achieved, let go of those goals. Mm-hmm. So I'm a very, I'm a very kind of, I want to get there. I want to get there fast person. This is the goal. And I had to reduce my goals to the, the goal is to get and to care for your daughter for the next step yeah. and your son and your wife. Like this is, this is the goal and this is the Camino I'm walking this time. So yeah. there's a great, um, I don't know if I've ever read it on this, but there's a, um, there's a great uh, poem by a Anglican bishop. Have I ever, have I ever told you about this? Maybe. Okay. Uh, I'm going to look it up on my phone real quick. Uh, that I reflected on a lot on this Camino um, because at one point on the, on the hardest day, uh, my daughter refused to let, well, anyway, on the hardest day, I actually ended up carrying my daughter's pack for, yeah. for the last probably five kilometers. Um, and in the end, I ended up transferring a lot of her heavier stuff into my backpack. So I actually yeah. ended up walking with an incredibly heavy backpack. Um, yeah. I bought a big backpack for that reason. Cause I was yeah. like, in case someone can't make it, I'll just carry it. Um, and so I reflected on this time, my journey in, in the previous time was very different and my prayers were very different to the Lord. This time my, my reflect, I ended up reflecting a lot on Jesus and the burdens that he carries for us mm-hmm. uh, as kind of being the dad who is willing to, I'll, I'll carry whatever I need to carry. Let's just care for my family. And look, I, it wasn't perfect. I had, I had to ask forgiveness multiple times to every member of my family. So it was a normal day. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but anyway, he wrote this poem. He walked on the Camino and he writes poetry and he wrote it in his head and then wrote it down later. Mm-hmm. And it has impacted me over the last year. I actually read it nearly every day as I'm on my walks. Um, and I reflected on this and I actually read it to my family uh, for part of the day. Uh, but anyway, he says, or for part of the Camino. He says, I know a man who carries heavy loads for whom no weights too sharp nor yet too sheer who does not ask when such a burden came or why it has been carried all these years, but does not share it splitting half with half or say you get what you deserve, no less. It is what for ones like me still undeserving that he comes to shoulder and to bless. He picks up what you press on him and chides you with a smile if you persist in keeping what you cannot bear. His heart is strong, though not a strength incapable of weeping. Oh, come to him if broken, burdened, sad, in holding you, the strong man's heart is glad. And I, I walked with that this entire time. So what I would say is, I don't think I did it perfectly, but if you're going to walk it with a family, there's no fast forward on the Camino. Yeah. There's no, we got to get this done. We got within two kilometers of the, the cathedral. We are inside Santiago limits. We had come down off of the mountain of joy where, you know, there, you start to hit those roundabouts and you start to hit city and you're really only, it's about three kilometers. And yeah. my daughter lost it. Yeah. She, she couldn't go anymore. She was exhausted. And the, the, the drive in me was we are almost there. If we just push, get forward. And we walked maybe another half kilometer with her crying. And I realized this is stupid. This isn't the Camino. Yeah. This isn't just a, achieve something we're going to walk and get into that church and we're going to have a crying daughter and this is going to suck yeah so i turned and i said let's stop and get something to drink and rest and so we rested for another i don't know 45 minutes i mean it was a long time where all of us could have kept going easily but she couldn't it was the best decision we made because she entered that last i mean she had a little bit of trouble the last little bit but she entered with joy. And I asked her, I said, do you want me to carry your pack? I asked her in frustration. So it sounded more like, do you just want me to carry your pack? (laughs) Um, And she looked at me and she goes, no, I want to do this. Yeah. 
and to have a seven-year-old one have that perspective is pretty cool. Yeah, it's very cool. But then two, for me to grow as a father and to go, we're going to stop. So I, I think as a family, you have to be open to what are the lessons that we need to learn along the way? Mm-hmm. Is the goal getting somewhere at a certain time or is the goal the journey? Mm-hmm. And I can't walk the 10th step before I walk one through nine. And you really have to boil it down, but there's such beauty in going from that to back to life. Mm-hmm. Because the other day we're running late to school and my daughter, she moves a little bit slower than the rest of our family. And she, she's a seven on the Enneagram, we think. So she, everything's just happy and fun. And it's kind of like, look, you got to focus. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and anyway, and the, the thing came to mind of there's no fast forward on the Camino. Yeah. You can't put, magically put her at school right now. What you have to do right now is collect yourself, be a good dad, be gentle and kind, get out the door whole. You know, and so when we made it, so I, I think that there's those lessons, but I think if you go and you think, okay, we're going to do this and it's going to be this awesome thing, you're probably not going to have an awesome time. I mean, yeah. the real, the real low point was there was this breakfast place, um, highly recommended by a friend of mine. <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> it's a great place. We got up a little too early. I don't uh, think it was open yeah. anyway, but we had walked four and a half kilometers by seven yeah. or eight or something. We got there right when it was supposed to be opening and, uh, Anyway, okay. it's not your fault. Google, know, Google led me astray. It anyway, didn't tell you it was closed. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it didn't say it. There were two informations. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Garrick. The point being everyone was exhausted. We hadn't yeah. had breakfast yet and it was still four and a half kilometers or five kilometers to Palace de Rey. Yeah. Like we had a long walk. And so, but I think if, but we just kind of looked at each other and go, okay, yeah. let's walk to the next spot. And so we did. And so, and the Lord provided. So anyway, so that, that's what I'd say, but I don't know what you, what are your thoughts on doing it as a family or with family members? Yeah, I, I think it's, I, you know, I think, I think you and I are kind of in a spot in life where we're realizing that this, the Camino is kind of becoming the rhythm of our life. Yeah. Right. Yeah, like, so, it's, so. It, this isn't our last one. No. You know, now we're very blessed that we, this is a very affordable thing for us to do. Because right. We live. I live very close to this. This is, and, and, and it's part of my job often to do these things. Um, but, but so, so I think, you know, we're coming at it a little bit, a little bit differently in kind of part of our, our, our culture and everything. So I, so what I'm, I'm seeing is the interesting thing of doing it, like doing it once with my daughter when she was nine and doing it when she's 16 and having that kind of uh, connection, I, I, I think is, is tremendous to, to build that in. And you certainly could do that with other, other things, you know, but that, that, you know, that's kind of like, you know, Boy Scouts used to do, uh, you know, do you over several years do certain things that, that bring out development, growth, you know, this obviously becoming very focused on your Christian faith. So I, I, I think it's, it's an incredible thing to do. Uh, as a family or with family members, I don't know if I can get my entire family to do it. Uh, yeah, you're gonna have fam- you're gonna have people who want to do it. I mean, you yeah. can't force anyone to walk. Yeah, that because long. yeah, and uh, but I do my my youngest. So she's been talking about it uh, for wanting to do it, and and so I've been like, let's wait till you're like nine or ten. Well, unfortunately, she found out Riley did it. <laughs> so she's, she's, she's they're only like, what two days apart or something. <laughs> yeah, they're like two days. She goes, well, Riley did it. Like, why why aren't we gonna do it? Like, I'm like, okay, yeah, okay. We can, and then, then of course, she slid the idea of why not a, a Riley, Violet, Barrett, Garrick walk someday. So hey, that sounds fun. So, so it sounds great too. So I, I, I think it is. I think you know. I, I don't want to sound like too much of a crazy fanatic, but I think there's something. There's just something really fun, powerful, deep uh, about doing the Camino. Uh, and I think you have to be a little careful, like you said, about it's not going to come out necessarily as you think as a as a as a parent. Yeah. You know, because I think we, and this is what I'm realizing, you know, you, we all have your, your dreams and this is going to happen. And it's a lot like Wally World, you know, at the end of the day, <laughs> you've hijacked it. You've hijacked the <laughs> broken in, hijacked the place because you want this to happen for you and your kids. Right. Um, and those, those, it doesn't always work out. And so sometimes I think, but on the Camino, it gives you that freedom 
more than anything. Because you're right, if you do plan a trip to Disneyland, it's not going good. It's it's a disaster. Yeah. But in this, the disaster could be the thing that is bringing your family closer together and, and deeper. As but but a lot of it depends on you as a parent of being able to step back and, and allow those things to happen, but and not become the the driving. Because I had a similar experience with my the first time with my youngest daughter. I had you know my thing was I was like this is gonna be a great time for me also to um, and I was actually doing it was using the trip as a little bit of doctoral research, but I was very focused on like I'm gonna have this these quiet times this, this <laughs> time to focus. And I'd, I'd been reading this book called The Way Is Made by Walking. Oh That's yeah, a it's great yeah. book, Lutheran yeah. pastor. And then I realized for my daughter, the way is made by talking you know <laughs> so it was it was it was just a very verbal experience and yeah. and having to kind of adapt to that and, and change my own sense of what i was really hoping this would be which i think was why then when i came in with you guys i ha- it was such a kind of a thing because it was kind of what i, yeah. I wanted the community to always be right. but yeah. i think it's, it's those, those differences you've got to kind of balance that neither one is better than the other they're both deep and rich and powerful but the, the family one, uh, you're, I think is what you said, you're setting a tone for the future. Yeah. A lot of things. Yeah. Um, so, I, I, so I highly recommend it, but you've got to, I think you're right. You've got to come at it. Not you, you, you can't, you can't Clark Griswold it. I mean, you really no, can't you come can't, in you with can't. your expectations oh. of how perfect it's going to be and everything yeah. else. I, yeah. we came in not knowing, and I'll be honest, the first day, we, we were in Saria. We get to the edge of Saria. There's this cafe open. We say, okay, we're going to sit down. We're going to do our, our morning pilgrim prayer. I mean, I had it ready on the phone. I had the yeah. scripture ready. We get, uh, we get the kids some cola cow and, you know, and my son nearly throws up because it was too much milk that early in the morning. <laughs> it's just yeah. like, okay, yeah. that's, that's the Camino I had. Like, yeah, I, I think that's the difference. And, now I was able to let go of that because it was like, oh my gosh, my, my son, you know, I, yeah. honestly, I don't, in the past, I probably would have Clark Griswold it and been like, why are you ruining this for everybody? You know, <laughs> yeah. sort of thing. And, yeah. and I, I was able not to do that. Uh, and I was, I was worried for him. Um, and so I think, I think that was, I think that's the thing is you just, if you're going to do it as a family, the way is made by walking yeah. is, is really, is really how it is. Um, have you, have you watched the Mandalorian? Of course, yeah, yeah. Okay, I watched it. We just got Disney Plus, so I just I just watched it. First season. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome, awesome. It's great, it's great show. Uh, John Favreau is brilliant, but yeah, yeah. The, there there's a a phrase that is continually repeated among, yeah, yeah. among the Mandalorians. This is the way, mm-hmm. and there's a resignation among them in that, and so it doesn't work perfectly for the Camino. But that phrase kept coming to me, mm-hmm. going when something was like okay, we're going to, when I, when I was thinking, we're going to get there later than I want to, or, okay, nothing's open. And like, we're, oh crap. (laughs) you know, this town didn't have the cafes open that I thought we were going to have. And now we've got four and a half kilometers and we're tired. What are we going to do? That thought came to mind of this is the way. Yeah. This is what's before us. Okay. Then what choice do I have? I have, but the choice to say, Lord, I'm weak. I'm tired my daughter's tired, my son's anxious, you know, whatever. And to go, Lord, I put this before you. This is the way. May I, may I walk with you in humility and in the spirit. Amen. But there's something incredibly freeing about that because mm-hmm. along the Camino, all of those things are taken away like that usually encumber us, right? The, you have time and you have space and you have walking. <laughs> yeah. and, and it simplifies life. But I think the great thing about it is, is if you can take that back and you can go, okay, what's the important stuff here? Yeah. Then, then you can really simplify it. So I think, I think walking with the family is highly, highly worth it. But I think you got to be clear about what you're quote unquote trying to achieve and then what you're willing to let go of. Yeah. Um, the way is made by walking or talking in some cases and yeah. uh, be willing to be silly, be willing to eat lots of ice cream. Gosh, we bribed our kids are yeah. not bribed, but we kept them going with promises of, of high quality ice cream. The good news is there's good ice. There's good ice cream on the Camino, at least in yeah. the Galicia where the dairies. Yeah. All. It was really good, man. Yeah. 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 Anyway. So yeah. So when's it, when's the next time you're doing the Camino? You guys have plans to work the house this year? Yeah. We've got it uh, early July. If everything is back to normal, okay. we should 
be at the house. Uh, cool. y- you know, I'm, I'm, I'm up for, you know, something maybe in the spring too, if I can put some stuff together. So cool. Something, something I didn't share here is that we actually got to, uh, you know, this, but we got to stay in the house. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So Agape's house was closed, but, uh, the, the director of that house, uh, came and opened it up for us. We shared a meal with he and his wife, uh, heard their heart about in their, the, you know, the changes that they made, the vision that they have. Awesome. Oh man, it was such an incredible time. So yeah. much fun for us. So, uh, got into a little bit of a situation where we had lunch with them and then they left and we realized nothing was open in the town for dinner. <laughs> so luckily there was food in the fridge. So we just fixed uh-huh. some food and it was fine. <laughs> Casamari Luz, Luz wasn't open. They were, they were just open for lunch. Oh my. That's yeah. Bad. Nothing, it's, nothing was open. Uh, yeah. Part, part of the problem is it's like late September and in, in a bad, really, obviously bad really year. terrible year. Yeah. So I think that you're right. Yeah. Be, I would say about eighty percent of the places were closed. Oh, really? So it was it was much better in July. There was yeah. quite. A, I'd say fifty percent. Yeah, no. Maybe, no, maybe I, even down to thirty percent of stuff was closed. It, yeah. Everything else was open, so you had you had pretty good services. Uh, oh, yeah, no, not not yeah. nearly that much. Anyway, yeah. Well, Garrick, we'll uh, we'll we'll talk Camino again yeah. another time. I'm sure. Uh, always fun. Yeah, that was good. People go out, do the Camino. I can't. I, I at some point I'm going to do the whole thing. Yeah, I need to do it too. I think it's uh, just got to find 30 days where I can 35 days where I well, can. Well, I can give myself a little margin too. I might, you know, take 40. Yeah, 40. Treat yourself. I have a sabbatical coming up. I I need to I need to figure out how I can do that and you still don't. be a family man. Yeah. <laughs> That's a problem. 30 days without. Yeah. All right. All right, man. Well, oh. it's been a pleasure. Likewise. Uh, until until we meet again, uh, Buen Camino. Buen Camino.